Hello and welcome to Watch Play Cry, where we talk about our thoughts, feelings, and more feelings about narrative video games. Video games have an amazing ability to make storytelling interactive, and a level of immersion and emotional attachment in narrative video games is the reason we created this space here, to share our thoughts and feelings about them. My name is Andy Wong, and I'm joined by some good friends, Rogers. Hi, Andy. Melly. Hi, Andy. Harry. Hi, Andy. Chi. Hi, Andy. And Angela. Hi, Andy. Melly with the blurb. We have hella powers, and Chloe knows too. Before we explore the limits of our power with Chloe, we meet Kate Marsh, who has had a viral video spread of her making out with a lot of people at a vortex party, led by Nathan Prescott. And her hella deeply religious family and community are hella ashamed of her after seeing the video. She confides in us that she did indeed join the party, but does not recall any of the events of the viral video, except feeling sick and nauseous after having some water. Nathan Prescott had offered to take her to the hospital, but she woke up in a white room before feeling something sharp enter her neck. Now with Chloe, we prove our powers to her by predicting small events that happen in a diner and directing her shooting to perfectly hit targets. After shooting, we are confronted by Frank, an older creepy druggy guy whom Chloe owes money. He intimidates us. Max pulls out her gun, but doesn't shoot, and Frank ends up snatching the gun from our hand as interest for Chloe's loan. Chloe sees Frank has Rachel's bracelet during the confrontation, and Frank threatens next time he won't be so friendly, as if he was. Chloe reminisces about her friend Rachel, who she became extremely close with after we left Arcadia Bay in our childhood. Rachel has been missing for months, and Chloe hasn't given up hope on finding out what happened to her. She said we'd get along really well with her. Aww. In the hallway on the way to class, we see Kate Marsh talking to our hot teacher, Mr. Jefferson, and then she runs away crying. She ends up going to the roof of the girl's dormitory with the intention of suicide. We, as Max, manage to talk her out of it, but also realize during this time that Max's powers have a limit. The episode ends with us revealing what Kate Marsh confided in us in front of the principal, David Madsen, hot teacher, Mr. Jefferson, and Nathan Prescott himself. In the end, Nathan Prescott gets suspended. Ooh. Ooh. Suspended. Such a big punishment. You can't go to school that place you don't want to go to. There's no worse punishment than being suspended. Yeah. I guess expelled. But <laughs> I mean, are those even punishments? Let's be real. Send them to Juvie. <laughs> well, Juvie, I... Juvie Jones Locker. <laughs> yes. Is that going up the high school? I don't know. Speaking of high school, this episode took place in high school. What are your thoughts about this episode? Chi, I want to throw it to you first. You sure you want me to go first? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know what? I'm really excited because in the last episode, you said, well, vicariously through Harry, that you thought this was great. You had really high expectations for it. You gave it like five stars on your five star, very specific rating. Yes, sir. I want to know. Does this hold up to those ratings, or does it dramatically plummet? <laughs> ah, what a colossal letdown. I, I can't believe they what they did was they put chapter two, like a filler chapter, right after chapter one. Literally <laughs> nothing happens in this chapter. Like, I was literally ready to give it a Cyril, except for the fact that the last 30 minutes saved the whole chapter. I'm gonna give it that. The first I would say the first part was the diner part. The second part was the gun shooting part. And the third part is where the plot is. Remove the first two part and 
all you have is the last part. And that's the only thing that that actually holds any water in this chapter. The first two parts was literally just put in there to fill up screen time so they can have a second chapter. Oh, no. no, Really? I agree. Those could have been five minutes. And then, like, sure, have a quick thing at the diner. That should have been a quick zip zap. Here's some mechanics. And then you're done. And then the shooting one was... I have no idea. Do we even learn anything more about Rachel and, like, the relationship? Not really. Well, we kind of found little bits and pieces of, like, Rachel and Chloe's stuff in that little shed. In the shed, yeah. Yeah, I think... I think that, like I said, that could have been five minute long or less thing. It just done a little bit of explore around. It was really dragged out. Well, I think we, we can already anticipate that there was some issues with Max's powers since the beginning because she was getting like nosebleeds and stuff as she as we progressed in this episode. Mm. She's just weak. I mean, it could be, but it's definitely when you have a nosebleed and you discover you have a power. That's usually an issue. A lot stranger things. Less Stranger Things, correct. I discovered a tree was trying to kill me. <laughs> what? Mm, very nice. Very nice. Every time I walked home from school, the tree would be there and it would pollinate and cause my nose to bleed. That's your power. Breathing. <laughs> oh, allergies is a superpower. Yes. Uh, cool. And, and, okay, so cheat things. Filler episode. Last 30 minutes saved it. What, what was it? Like a two hour playthrough? Three? It's two. Two hours. Yeah, two, two hours. So, oh, what is that percentage-wise? Like, the last 25% of it saved the whole two-hour experience for you. Uh, Rogers feels the same way. Harry, you, you, you echoed some of that, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't an exciting chapter, that's for sure. But I definitely found some interest when we were at the junkyard, when we were um, done shooting those bottles, because... That dude, Frank, just came out of nowhere and just introduces a new character. And I think that was interesting just because we don't know who this guy is. Kind of found out who he is after Chloe mentions about him. But I, I like to see where that goes because now he has the gun. And I don't think it's too difficult to find bullets, I would say. I think it might be harder to find a gun. But you're also in the States, so it's not that hard to get either. But that aside, I, I just want to see where the whole Frank and Chloe motif is going to go. Generally speaking, not too much happening in the beginning. More interesting things happening towards the end, especially with the roof dealio. Okay, in that case, let me have a controversial take. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let, let me play the devil's advocate. I think this was a great standalone episode. I think it was beautifully written. She's giving me a thumbs down, Billy shaking her head. Okay, you don't have to go so false in your devil's advocate, right? You can still play the advocate no. without, you know. <laughs> I, look, I'm 100%, okay? I only know extremes. I, I'm a Sith. I only do in absolutes. Here's the thing. There was a good build-up intention. Uh, I, I think this... So I, I think this episode played out like a novel, which is a little bit of, I think, why the first two parts of it felt really slow. Um, The diner thing was all kind of the superhero thing where you find out you have superpowers. Now you're going to, like, drag your best friend and explore the limits of your powers. That kind of felt like Spider-Man-y to me. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. We're doing the Spider-Man superhero friend thing. I, I kind of like the whole sequence of things in the diner, actually. 
I thought that was like a kind of cool way to prove that you have these powers because I don't know how I would have proved to my friend that I have these powers of going back in time because they'd be like, cool, well, you can tell me, but then you'll just go back in time and I'll never know. But then she had this whole thing. I was like, well, predict what's going to happen. And I was like, okay, that's kind of like a fun way to do it. Otherwise, I don't know how I would do it. Like, how would, what, what, how would you prove to your friends or family that you had time travel abilities without winning a lottery ticket? In a game like this, off screen. <laughs> you don't need to show, like, you don't need to show everything in a game where it's like chapters by chapters, right? You know, a lot, like when we played The Walking Dead, right? A lot of stuff happened off screen. It was like every episode was almost like a month later or something like that, right? Yeah, you can totally do this for that. You don't have to show on screen how you show your friends that you have powers. Like, that the most best use of the time? I don't think so. I think the main part of Stranger, not Stranger Things. Life is strange. <laughs> Life is strange. Is it's about the powers, right? If there's no powers, then life just sucks for 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 Max because she would be in a washroom and Coley would have died and Nathan Prescott would have gotten away with it. Because she has these powers, it kind of expanded and now we're focused on the powers. Mm. Ooh, controversial take. I understand where you're coming from, but I think being able to show someone the powers is good just to describe it as just to get more well, one other person to be in the loop of things. Potentially, it, it changes the story up a little bit. And to me, it was a bit long in terms of the sequence. It could have been shorter. Yeah, I think in terms of story choices, those are all fine. Like. Sure, have a scene at the diner. Sure, have a scene at the junkyard. But the amount of time spent there and the activities they force us to do, so especially the guess what's in my pocket, guess what's going to happen next, the game mechanics of that is ended up being quite clunky because the text wasn't necessarily clear about what it was trying to represent. Yeah. And the scene could have been set up a little bit better. But overall, I didn't mind the diner so much. But when it came to looking for the bottles, shooting the bottles... That seemed like a big waste of time because it one, it didn't introduce a new mechanic, right? All it did was in our multiple choice kind of selection thing about trying to help her shoot. It didn't add, you know, try to aim the cursor with the mouse or anything like this. And then you have to do that like not five times, like three, three times, maybe four, maybe four times. And it was just such a slow process to do. I felt like it was wasting our time without giving a lot of other explanations about it, like. Sure, let's learn about Rachel a bit more, and then let's introduce, what's his name, drug dealer guy? Frank. Frank, but that could be done a lot quicker, right? We could have gone to the junkyard, explored around, learned about Rachel, did the train, rescue, and then talked to Frank, and we could, and that, it could have been all wrapped up and done. But instead, it, it felt, I don't we should have timed how long that took, because it, took, it took, felt like it took forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to just say long. sorry in advance. That was my fault, okay? I don't even think... I don't I'm even blind. Think okay, listen, I'm blind. Do you know how long it took me to find those damn five bottles and figure out a way how to get on top of the boat? Like, that was so stupid. <laughs> oh, I, don't think that, I don't think that's your fault. But that was my... That's why it took so long, first of all, because I'm just You may blind. be naturally blind, but you have glasses. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I have glasses. It took me forever to find the bottles. I think I'm like, where's Chloe? Where's Chloe? <laughs> she has blue hair. I just totally missed it. 
I'm so I think it's like narrative games. I, I don't think there's such a thing as a bad player. There's only bad UI. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't think that was your fault. I because not even when we even got to those points and picked up those bottles, there wasn't like an accompanying story to get that bottle. Like the only one we had that was kind of accompanying was The Shed. The shed yeah. where where Rachel's where we found a bunch of Rachel's stuff. And then everything else was just kind of around there. Like we got a little bit of hint about like, oh, they have kids have campfires in the junkyard here. But that ended up being nothing to do with the story and just a clue to help yes. find a bottle. And so I felt useless. Yeah. What about the train track sequence? That was so anticlimactic. That was anticlimactic? I feel like like the first chapter, like it ends, like this is huge thing's going to happen. And I'm like, eh, it was all right. Filler. It was all right. Well, I, that's something I, big had happened, but it wasn't the train track. But I, I'll get to that and why I think this was a good episode. All right. But I will say, yes, yes. The, the fetch quest for the beer cans was, was hella annoying. I thought the trains were fine. Mm-hmm. I like trains. Um. <laughs> good to know, Rogers. Uh, train bias. <laughs> Uh, just just putting it out there, I buy. I like trains. They go choo choo. That would do. Um, but <laughs> I, I thought there we was. We also sent that train somewhere like totally off its track. We don't know. Yeah. It's gonna be late for wherever it needs to go. Well, it's, yeah. It's carrying medicines. Okay. Who knows? <laughs> I doubt that. But your action has consequences. <laughs> More people die because they don't get the goods in the train. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Uh... The thing you ask, would you pull the train track to save one person and or versus the five save... in the train? No, the five yeah. in the train versus the one you push in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except I that did... one was Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I thought that was a good sense of urgency. There's a little bit of a puzzle to do. I would have liked it if you could have done it multiple ways, but it seemed like there's only one correct answer to to do the train solution. So yeah, and you needed like extra time. Like, what did we get? We got like. We had to pick up like two things. The first what? thing we got wasn't even good enough. So it's like you couldn't. What bothered me was that you couldn't do it, or I'm in just one go. slow. Yeah, it's like not even possible to do it in one go. So I actually I thought that was good because it got you to remember that you can pick up items and then rewind time and still have that item, mm. and that will be an important mechanic, I assume going mm. forward kind of thing and so it's a good reminder that that we have to be able to do that although i'm getting the sense that there isn't going to be too many difficult puzzles that will require us to do that too often so but what if we like cut off our leg with the axe and like walking dead style you know that, that <laughs> dude who was like trapped oh in the bear God. trap and just, boom you know yeah, it's your favorite thing to do is ask people a question and then yes. she's she's angry at us for like why did you just rewind time why did you just rewind time <laughs> and, and Max can be like I know I couldn't. I I I can't re. I, it doesn't work that way. And she's like, "God, I hate you. You suck. You, you cut off my leg. You, you have the power back. I see that. You showed me at the diner. Why did you rewind time? That could make a story. But maybe Chiron would like it more. But that wasn't the story we got. <laughs> Wait, it's what? Maybe if that happened, you might what, uh, you might like the story more. If she gets her leg chopped off, yeah. If that actually plays a part in the story, maybe. Yeah, and then she's angry at us, and then. Uh, yeah, like, can we just remember that she would have been more interested if Chloe was a cripple? That is not what I said. That's not. Don't put words in his That's mouth. Not, <laughs> not even close. Yeah, like so. Okay, so the biggest problem with the diner scene and the uh, be- the beer shooting scene 
is there, there's no context there as in there's nothing you can take away there's no there's nothing that adds to the story you don't add there's not new mysteries no barely any new character oh, development except for let Frank. me remind you because it's been a bit we found out oh. about chloe's mom works at the dining yeah joyce the best character we've met so far well she's a nice character but i think the important part to learn the diner is really the perspective on david right because throughout the whole yes story so far is david is like this hard ass he's a bit of a he's a bit creepy he's paranoid like he's spying on people he's getting people's faces right and but joyce is like no that's not him we get an inkling of this before before we we meet joyce about you know he's trying to he's trying to help he's trying he's investigating something but it's not quite right or maybe we see this afterwards i'm not quite sure when this happens but joyce gives us that you know he is a good person or at least to her she uh, he is I think that that is some good clues to about what's going to ha- going to happen like in the story, and gives another yeah. perspective. Like you know, he is you know a traumatized you know war veteran. Maybe not our favorite perspectives in ideology or whatever, but is he has a sense of justice and like trying to help people, even if he's going about it his own weird kind of way. Yeah, the, I think what it is is we find out like the intentions are good. Even though it it comes out in a weird way, yeah. So that's one thing we do find out at the diner. I thought I actually thought like the whole event sequence was kind of cool. Like that the whole sequence thing could have replaced the whole guess what's in my pocket because that's like a stupid show with the trick anyways. And uh, I would say yeah, the fetch quest in the junkyard super sucked. Man, it's not Firewatch. We're not trying to go for an achievement. We don't want to pick up all the beer cans. We don't even like clean it up. We just shoot them. <laughs> it's like the worst. But here's the thing. I would say I I think it wasn't a completely bad filler sequence because what it does is it, it it really puts the powers so harry i i know you said the game is about the powers i'll challenge you on that later but uh in terms of how the story progresses uh the stakes get gradually higher so at first the stakes are hey what's in my pocket the second thing the stakes are hey what's happening in the diner then the stakes become hey help me shoot a gun so now we have an element of real danger and we see that when we help her try to shoot the gun, sometimes the bullet ricochets and hits her. And we see her shoot herself. So there is a real element of danger now associated with the power. Then we go to Frank, right? And then both ways, we rewind time, nothing good happens. And then we hit the train track where we have to rewind time and use the powers in order to save her life. So there is a real progression in terms of the heightening of the, the stakes, the heightening of, you know... It's, oh, yeah, silly powers. And I think Chloe's a good reflection of it. Chloe's all like, haha, you have powers. And then all of a sudden, we have to like save her ass again <laughs> from the train track instead of watching this time. You know, all of this wouldn't have happened if Chloe wasn't a bad influence on Max. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Chloe's a bad. She's also the very bad like judge of character. She, she's like, oh, yeah, I can borrow money from this druggy guy. <laughs> like, wow. She's planning to leave and run away. So. Yeah, she doesn't have a choice. Where, where else are you going to get her money from, right? She's planning to run Well, she also tried away. to get money from Nathan Prescott and thought he was like an easy con. <laughs> yeah. And it ended up getting drugged by him. She's just like a very bad judge of character or bad criminal. She got drugged? Uh, yes. That It was revealed that like, she woke up and he was really creepily taking pictures of her. Yeah. And then she kicked mm. him and ran out of the room. But yeah, yeah. Chloe, Chloe is the worst criminal of all time. <laughs> Not getting with any of her crimes. But yeah, that's my take on the first two parts. Yeah, it was really long though. <laughs> cool.
All right. On that note, I, I think we here's one big thing that we noticed. Uh, Melly, I think you noticed it first because you're playing it. Uh, thoughts on who sleeps without a blanket? Because Max wakes up this episode without a blanket on. Who does that? Wait, did we hear Angela's thoughts on the episode? No. Or did I miss it? No, no we didn't hear any. Well, I pretty much agree with what you guys said. One thing I actually wanted to point out for that, but I didn't want to interrupt, so. <laughs> um, so one thing I wanted to point out about the first, or sorry, the second episode is that there were things that were relevant to the story in the junkyard. So that's there for a reason. Although I do agree that the bottle shooting part took longer than it should have. Not like play wise. So I don't like fault Melly for this or anything but I mean like in terms of the story I feel like they could have just done like two bottles and that would have been fine and just the fetch of the bottles was more of the part that was more of a gripe because shooting the bottles at least you're doing something you're like telling her how to aim but finding the bottles was literally just here fetch quests and no clues as to where they are just run around the junkyard and I kind of get that because they're trying to allow the player to explore it because there are things in the junkyard that do have to do with the plot of the story, especially like the things we found in the shed, but there are also other things. But even so, I feel like the way that that was done made it feel really long and stretched out, like you guys already mentioned. And for the diner part, I think the idea behind it was cool. And I appreciate that they did that in the game to explain to your friend how you have powers. Because if I just played this game and they did that off screen, like, okay, your friend believes that you have powers. I'd be like, why would she believe me? Like if my friend told me they had powers, I wouldn't believe them. So I, I appreciated that they included that scene. I just didn't like the way that the dialogue was phrased because it made it very confusing. And that made the game take longer. Um, you didn't like yeah. you know, how hella cool it was. <laughs> It hella wasn't, man. It hella wasn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the best part of this whole episode, I'd say, is the last bit with Kate Marsh and how we go up to the building to save her because not only did that actually reflect the little important details we found in her room, so like players could have easily skimmed over that and then they wouldn't be able to save her because they weren't looking into the details of the game. But because we did that, we knew that her father was the only one that really gave her support. And mm. that was cool how we were able to use that to save her. And we also learned that Max's powers has kind of also grown. I don't know if it grew or if they only reveal it now that we can kind of freeze time and walk at the same time instead of just rewind time. So it was a cool introduction to that as well. And her limitations because clearly she doesn't seem very healthy. Um, on the roof where we are trying to talk Kate down, uh, we can't use her powers because we've used... As much as we can, we're, we've hit the limit, in which case that, that's one of the times I would challenge Harry in saying the game is about the powers. Because in the climax of this episode, we are powerless in a both figurative and literative sense. Uh, so on the interest of time, wow, on that note, yeah, who sleeps without a blanket? <laughs> <laughs> Next question of Doctor. Interest of time. We don't have to talk hey, about the blanket. Y'all wanted to time cap this. Y'all wanted to time cap this. We I am being a good. We don't need to talk about the blanket. Like, if these questions are not that interesting, we can skip right by them. It's hey. a very interesting question. Does anyone sleep without a blanket? I mean, <laughs> I, look, like, this is a more interesting question than the question everyone around Arcadia Bay is asking each other. How's the weather? <laughs> I think you know, you know, if it's like actually, 
Did you see the snow we had? Like just like Yeah, we actually <laughs> did. We actually did. That was so crazy, yeah. wasn't it? Like, oh my god, what a freak of that. Right. Okay, it's yeah, like, that was actually it's like weird. middle of what's middle of June, end of May. And we it was like snowing. Oh my god. It's a summertime. Almost summer. Spring. Someone has yeah. powers. Someone has powers. Yeah, There's gonna be a tornado. Messing. There's gonna be a tornado coming to Toronto. <laughs> tornado? Hey, sometimes we get tornado warnings. Oh my god. <laughs> Actually, we did. You guys are all clowning on the game when it does. It talks about weather, and and then when it happened a few days ago, everyone in my social media was talking about it and posting <laughs> pictures of the snow and everything. I went home today, and the first thing my mom said was, "Oh, did you see the snow?" <laughs> you know, this like real life is showing you exactly what happened in Arcadia. Being I thought the snow thing was it. fine. I thought it was, it was fine too. Everyone's clowning on it. I was so confused. But I just didn't want to say anything because I was so bored. <laughs> All right. All right. Look, all right. Turns out art imitates life. Cool. This is such a good representation. Man, I, I had better things to talk about. <laughs> like, like who sleeps with a blanket? Like, no, yeah. no, no, no. He has better things to talk about. Like, who sleeps yeah. without a blanket? Yeah, know, what's okay. more weird? Okay, yeah. Before we go to the blanket thing, I just say, did you really not talk about the snow in, like, in real life when it snowed? Okay, yeah, I did. See, I'm like, <laughs> fine, okay. That's uh, by the way, that was question uh, number five. How is the weather? Uh, we've talked about it, <laughs> I'm gonna skip it, but all right, you know what? Going back to Kate Marsh, going back to serious things. Okay, Kate Marsh is on the roof, she wants to take her own life, she wants to jump because I think part of it was we told her to not report what happened to her because we thought it was too dangerous and we're collecting evidence. It wasn't time yet because it was kind of hearsay. I wanted to ask y'all how y'all felt about that thoughts on reporting kind of this kind of harassment, sexual harassment in, in a situation like this, we don't really exactly have any evidence is well, what evidence would you need? Like, I don't know how I would even have gone about it as Kate Marsh, but yeah, what, what do y'all think? You should be reporting it. But the thing is, throughout the whole episode, what we were lacking was the evidence, I, I would say. I think the reason why they didn't want to, well, she was advising not to report it was because the institution and powers that be were against her. So if you mm -hmm. reported it, the, the mere act of reporting it would have worked against you. Is, mm. It was the thinking behind that. So should have reported it. I don't know if it's that simple, right? I don't know, but you can see, you can clearly tell she was in distress, right? Like, how else are you supposed to help someone who's been in that situation? Like, if, if you're someone, you're not in a position of power, and you, you know the institution is corrupt. Like, for example, we already had this experience with reporting a serious offense, being the knife with present, um, not knife, gun. Uh, with what's his name? Not Preston Garvey. Nathan, Nathan Prescott. Prescott. <laughs> Nathan Prescott. <laughs> That's a different game. Uh, <laughs> and we we already saw how the principal reacted and was not supportive of taking it seriously or investigating into that. And it accused us back. Yeah, and, and like accused us back to like, are you making up lies, like that kind of thing, and to. Tell someone and then after after school, he came 
to threaten us and try to kick her ass, but then our friend Warren blocked it. Well, e- even without the press, even without the without Nathan interfering, just the reaction from the institution, from the people you're reporting it to, because you're not reporting it to Nathan. Who cares what Nathan thinks? But he's the perpetrator of the crime, and a perpetrator now knows and has been informed and is coming after you because of your reporting of it. Sure, yeah, because like you know, the principal didn't keep that in confidence. Didn't he informed you know Nathan's parents and then. Oh, and, the, and his Even dad. dad sent you. Yeah. yeah, he sent you threatening texts or whatever about it, which is not cool. Yeah, we ghosted him. It's okay. We oh, ghosted him. Right. <laughs> you ghosted him harder than you ghosted Warren. Didn't a stranger uh, text you? You don't know who it is. Yeah, it, it was yeah. his dad. It says his this dad. is Prescott's dad. Oh, a, it was just a private number. Hmm. Okay. Which kind of, yeah, by self identifying himself in an anonymous text is kind of taken. Well, it's not an anonymous text, it's just a private number. Yeah, it comes on list. That's all. My brother has a private number. You can get one. They're easy enough. Okay. Uh, anyways, I need to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, report to institutions. I don't think it's necessarily going to be a useful thing for the individual to do, but it does help out the greater body in general. Right. If there's enough things to be reported, you need to have. You know, people work together and, and try to do the right thing to to make change to get stuff done. But if it's just going to cause more pain for that individual person, sometimes it might not be worth it to go down that particular path, and you might need to find another way, right? So, Chi, what what are your thoughts? So, correct me if I'm wrong, but when when Kate asked if she should call up or like report this or not, right, and we chose don't report it. There wasn't an option, or we never told her that we you should get her more evidence first before we go. No, we did. It, did we? So the yeah, options we... were, yeah, you should, or let's wait a little bit and gather evidence first, and that was the option that I chose. I think Max's reply when we chose, oh, I think we should wait uh, a little bit. Don't report it. I'm looking yeah. into something or something like that along those lines. I don't think Max did a good job at comforting her and reassuring mm-hmm. her that it's what those like, yeah, maybe answers. It, it would have been helpful if Max explained why and be like, yeah, on it or whatever instead. So we need to come up with something more concrete. Yeah. After talking to Kate, I don't even think we went to look for evidence. I don't even think we, we went. That. We went to a diner and we went to the junkyard. We went to the junkyard. I didn't think we were going to do it in a day. I thought we'd have like at least like a week or two weeks to go look for stuff. We have school still. And Chloe got pissed because you yeah. were a call. Dude, oh. this girl is... Can we not walk and talk bad or something? Influence. Like... Bad influence. She's like that needy girlfriend. <laughs> she, she, she gets attached really easily. That's another thing. But overall, in terms of her personality, she is a very dependent person. She depends on one person to make her or feel happy it seems like mm. because well, we the, mom- the moment max came back into chloe's life and rachel disappeared at first she was like a little skeptical but now it's like as max said it's like old times again even though she disappeared for three years i don't know isn't that more than three years i kind of want to walk this back because i don't I think that's fine, right? You have best friends growing up. You know, people move away. You make a new best friend. 
what else are you going to do? You could just go hang out with your best friend, right? So, and then when that person comes back, known forever, right? If your current best friend is also now missing, you know, why not just hang out with your your old best friend? I don't know. Something about that just sounds really odd because, like, the moment your current best friend is gone, it's like you instantly move back to an old best friend. It's like going back to that toxic relationship <laughs> back again. Uh, well, you, it, she like, has nobody it, else right now. Why right. So that's why. Yeah. No, no, I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying mad. I'm not mad or anything. I'm just saying yeah. she's a dependent person. She depends I on. I don't think someone. we're disagreeing with you. I think no, she oh, is yeah. a little dependent, but I don't think she's a dependent. As, I don't think she's like super dependent um, yet. We'll have to see. Um, we need to know more thinking about she's that. dependent to a point where it's a character trait. You're saying she's just a normal amount of dependent. I think but... it's a. I think it's a normal amount of it because, like, I've met people and we're great friends, and then I don't see them for five years, and then when we meet up again, it's just as if it was five years ago. Also, but... you and I, Rogers. Yeah, but they didn't like. Ditch, <laughs> but they didn't like ditch you and then come back and then That's like true. not talk was... to you on purpose for a little bit and then you found out they were in town and it's like I thought we were friends. Why didn't you? That's true. She does have a bit of a heartbreak breakup yeah. issue with Max. Um... You don't. You don't know what Chloe's been through. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we kind of do. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm just gonna walk this back a little bit in terms of reporting the the harassment and the sexual harassment, whether or not Chloe is dependent. One thing I think is a a contentious point is Max feels like it the onus is on the reporter to give up the evidence or to have the or present the evidence. Right? She's like, hey, wait, I'm working on gathering evidence, and that way we'll have something you know, of leverage when we actually report this and document it. Whereas if the institutions aren't against you, then perhaps the inst- the onus should be on an institution to go get the evidence as opposed to you providing it, right? So I, I think there's kind of like a weird power distinction and it's kind of like you, you have to catch them like super red hand in order to to bring it up as opposed to like it's up to them supposed to be, prove whether or not they're guilty or not. Um, so yeah, what, what are your thoughts there? Because it looks like there's a really big distinction on whose job it is to actually present the case and say, hey, this has happened to me for sure. A lot of thinking faces, so I'm going to throw it to the face that looks the least thinking that's she. <laughs> I can't tell what you're thinking. Because you have, the same, you have like, the most the like, face. zen face. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone okay, else has like one I... eyebrow up, but you're just like, <laughs> zen man. Okay, so you, you said a lot of things, but can you summarize the question in one sentence for me? So I can yeah. like know what I'm answering? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's not mm-hmm. so much a question. It's just your thoughts, right? It's oh, okay. Thoughts is, well, this institution is against you. You know, the powers that be are, are, are working, actively working against you. Mm-hmm. So Max is saying the onus is on them to present the evidence. Whereas maybe in a more normal situation where the institutions are working the way they're intended to work, the onus should be on an institution to present that evidence, to, to go find that evidence, whether it's there or not. Uh, but, you know, given Kate Marsh's, you know, predicament, mm-hmm. would you still try to do it, you know, still bring it up with the hopes that the into institutions go find that evidence? Or would you take that upon yourself to try to present that evidence? And what, not knowing what that evidence would even look like. Well, Max tried it before, right? And she got, like, t- rejected by the institution. And in fact, she suffered consequences for it. 
So in her mind, it makes perfect sense that if the institution or your like the people that are supposed to be watching over you aren't doing their job, then it's up to you to you know to step up. Whether it's correct or not, it's more like this is now reality because there's a lot of times where yeah, teachers or even police or guidance is supposed to be on your side, right? But realistically, this doesn't always happen. Like, for example, um, there's a time where my friends got a hit and run, right? Like her car got hit. So we're like, okay, the you know, it makes sense to call the police because they're going to help us. Turns out the police doesn't care. They're like, okay, go to the uh, collision center, write a report, blah, 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 follow procedure. And then what? You can claim insurance. They're not going to look for the guy who hit your car unless you have it taped, right? So yeah, like realistic compared to what actually happens is difference. In that case, you have to provide some sort of evidence for the um, higher ups or the officials or the institution to actually step in and do something. Yeah, I think the part thing though is just not to dismiss it out of hand, right? Because when we when we came with the gun, right, right, it was immediately dismissed. You didn't even bother to check in with it, or whatever. And, you know, whether or not someone's telling the truth, you know, you should assume that they have some good merit at the start, and then look into it a little bit further. You know, is there something wrong with the story later on? Okay, right, but you know. If you don't do that, then you'll never find all the true crimes that are happening, and you won't be able to help the people who really need it. And so I think it's better to to check into that stuff and be understanding than it is to do that. As, as long as, you know, it applies to everyone who is partaking in, like, this scenario, right? So Yeah, and we also saw that the institution is corrupted, because yeah, right? the principal so... didn't care, right? Until ev- an evidence or video showed up towards the end of the episode, then the principal had to step in and suspend Nathan, right? Yeah. But until that happened, when there's no evidence, the principal, like, it, it, this is in in game, right? But in real life, a lot of other institutions are also corrupted. Happens all the time, unfortunately. Yeah, they don't want to make trouble, especially with people whose families paying them like a huge mm-hmm. amount of donations go to the school. Yeah, I, I know it's, it's it's a complicated, heavy topic. I just wanted to bring it up because this is something that happened. And, you know, I think it was one of those bigger decision points in the episode, which brings us to a not lighter topic. <laughs> Cyberbullying. Man, Kate Marsh has had a really shitty time in this episode. <laughs> She's a victim of a lot of stuff. Man, cyberbullying sounds really shitty. I don't know. What would you do in Kate Marsh's predicament or or even if you were like a max or like someone associated with any if you were a person in black belt academy how would you react to this because i don't know the realm of cyberbullying too much if i was an actual character in this school i'd be like an asshole like everyone else wow to me it seems like everyone in this school is an asshole except for warren and max and the girl Oh, I guess Kate. But like, it, we don't really know if she's a good person or not. We just know she got harassed, and now we don't know much about her. To be honest, we like know we she's started... a good person. She loves the we... church. She hella yeah. loves God. No, 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 no. Her family loves the church. It doesn't say. Oh, you like, don't know if she. You don't believe Kate. God. You don't believe Kate, do you? <laughs> no, not like, no, 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 no. I never said I don't believe Kate. I believe that she was like all these bad things happened to her. But I don't know if she's actually a bad or good person. 
right? She's at this vortex party. But ju- just because you're a bad person doesn't mean like those things should happen to you. I never said that. I'm yeah, saying so it should. Were you t- <laughs> no, I, okay. You're misunderstanding my point. My point is I don't know if she's a good person in general, but okay. the things that happened to her, I don't think that should have happened to her. There's two different things here. But, but Harry is saying everyone else in this school sucks. Yeah, I'm just saying everyone in the school sucks, and it seems like only Warren and Max are the good people. I don't know Kate's character. All I know is she's being harassed for something that she's done at this Vortex party full of assholes, like Nathan Prescott and Victoria. They're a bunch of assholes. Did we find out like everyone is going to these Vortex parties anyways? Max isn't on the list. We could have. Max gone. isn't on the list. We could have, I mean, but I told her I didn't care. <laughs> that's that I right. You, you stuck to your integrity. You didn't need to be part of some stupid in group. <laughs> yeah. But okay, if that's something like if a friend of mine is being cyber bullied, like on the other hand, I would try my best to not like to help her through or help him. What well, doesn't matter, help the person through it. It, it it's a little tough because again oh, you 180 i thought you were gonna be one of the assholes i i, I thought you had a moment of honesty no no, like, no, oh, no, no 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 you just wanted to play the game i i can see where you're coming from man no 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 if i, I thought I you'd be courageous and being honest he's posting he's posting those pictures of victoria multiple times to drown out the <laughs> other pictures no i'm just trying to say if i was if i was a fictional character in this like to me everyone in this school is a jerk Okay, that's how I feel about it. So if I was a fictional character in this school, I'd be an asshole. But if this were real life and it happened to a friend of mine, then I'd try my best to collect all the evidence of them being cyberbullied. Like, you can screenshot, you can say... What if it's not a friend of yours? It's just a rando. Because I think for a lot of people in Blackwell Academy, they don't know Kate. They just know Kate through this video. You know what? We did what we could, and we erased her URL off the mirror. That oh yeah, that, that I would that, do that. Yes, really, that super stopped the, the viral spread. I mean, it's, it, it's there, right? It's yeah, it's something. But if it's some random person, and I just over, I, I just happen to like hear these things, I wouldn't continue to spread. And potentially, given my nature, I probably won't say anything, but I would want to say something. Is that you want to say something like good or bad? What do you mean? Like I would, I would like to defend this person. Say, hey, you shouldn't be bullying this person. Mm. But given my personality, I don't think I would do that. I would just not continue to bully. It's like one of those things, right? Where you just influence the people around you, and that's it, right? Like you're not going like if some other group is talking about it, you're not going to call to them. Hey, like cut it out. But like if you're seeing at lunch and one of your friends is like starting to like talk about it, you would like change the subject or like say like it's not cool, let's move on or whatever. But you're not going to go like crusade around for justice of someone that you don't really know that well, right? It's not necessarily your place to do that. Oh white knight this entire school. Is Milady? Yeah, that's that, that, that's that just draws more attention to it, right? And and people are going to pay attention to you, right? They pay attention to their friends. So, yeah, that's why I kind of want to bring this up because it's kind of interrelated with like reporting that like that incident as well, right? Because now here is like a here is an active live incident, right? This is active 
harassment now. It's it's happening. It's in front of you. It's in real time. Let's be real. No, I, at least I I'm gonna admit I'm not gonna be the white knight. I'm not gonna be like y'all should do better. I'm gonna just keep my head down so I'm not the victim of the next one. I'm gonna be you real. You wanted to die a hero. What do you mean? <laughs> I want to, yeah, heroically. I don't want to get bullied. He doesn't want to be ridiculed by it. (laughs) I don't want to get ridiculed to death. Oh, that's a shitty way to go. That's, oh. Yeah, Yeah, the hero needs his secrets first, right? Yeah, I want to go with a bag. I don't want to get, like, willed bound by, like, a thousand cuts. (laughs) You know? It's like, oh. Um, Because, I mean, that's probably what it feels like. I I don't know. I, I can only imagine. And I wanted to bring this up because this was... Something that also came up in the last episode when Max stood up for herself and counter-bullied Victoria when she told her to go fuck your selfie, <laughs> I believe were the words. Because <laughs> afterwards, uh, when we opened our laptop to our totally not Facebook page, uh, someone had doctored all our photos with like, I think it was like a lamb on top of our face. Was that it? You mean on our wall in our room? Oh, that no, too. Yeah, laptop. that was it. On, but it was on our laptop when we opened up our social media page. Someone had basically oh. the profile. Was that someone being mean to us? I thought we were just being... Yeah. No, that was someone being mean, mean to us. I thought it was just yeah. being a, a MySpace meme or something. No, that, that wasn't us being artsy. Or, I thought it was just being like, oh, that's the stuff people post on social media is head swaps with animals. I thought that. I didn't realize that. It was no, no so, someone went in and, and posted. I didn't realize that was someone vandalizing our stuff. Yeah, that was someone vandalizing our social media space, bro. Remember that <laughs> that was not in good intent. This is what happens when you leave your room door open. Yep. Yes, yes. The moral <laughs> of this whole thing is this: please lock your that door. That is true. Not even <laughs> that, but like her... Her her computer security is the terrible zero. Yeah, <laughs> update your password. Don't have your password be one two three four five six or password. Just it probably it wasn't even password per, uh, protected. It's probably yeah. auto save. Even worse. We've gone to other people's rooms and we could like look through their stuff too. Like that's messed up. Yeah, lock your oh, lock up. your laptops. <laughs> lock your room. This is what the whole world is. People are shitty. You can't trust them. <laughs> no, people in this school are shitty. You can't trust yeah. them. But anyone do anything else, though? I just wanted to throw it out there before I move on to the next question, interest of time. It's such a super light topic. I thought it'd be fun to talk about. <laughs> no, all right. Actually, super light topic. Secret handshakes. Max and Chloe have one. <laughs> do you? No, I was like, you want right. one. Do you want one? We, we can do something afterwards. Yeah, we should have like a secret, like, watch, play, cry handshake. Gotta start with this. It's gonna start with a watch, like a boom. <laughs> it's like it's a little like three it's not weezer it's no it's watch something cry watch e. like p p and you you oh. both do the p to it next to each other it looks like a p on the other oh, side you do a props <laughs> yeah a prop oh my goodness play <laughs> angela and i have one we do have one do you yeah. let's yeah, see you can you can't show you <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> they're in separate places. Wait, so yeah, you asked a that. question where you can't even answer? <laughs> well, I can answer. I just can't show you. <laughs> it's a quick question: yes or no. The most of us will say no, and no. then Angela and Andy will say yes. But it's a secret. We can't show you. Yeah, it's sweet. Secret, okay, secret not, not that yeah. All right. In the interest of time, we're gonna ask the next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What? Well, now that I feel better than all of you, 
I'm gonna be extra primal today. Extra That's primal. Pre- that was pretty primal, oh, no. man. That was pretty primal. Oh man. Uh, all right, we already talked about the weather. <laughs> oh, cool speculation. What do we think happened to Rachel Amber? This is like the second biggest time it's been brought up, right? Because now Frank, the the druggy guy, has Rachel's bracelet, so he's been in contact with her, or somehow. Well, I think that's the uh, what do you call it? That's the inference. The inference is he's been in contact yeah. with his female. So, so either, what do you the think janitor happened? guy and the janitor guy, remember? Oh, oh the janitor guy. He has pictures of her or articles of her in the weird storage room. I could assume that this is a good modern PC game, like progressive conservative. No, uh, politically correct. That's it. Oh, I thought you meant like personal computer. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a personal computer game. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, I guess if it's it's a at least a little woke, and I'm gonna assume that the gender is actually just a weird person, and he's not. There's nothing sinister going on. He just has a collection of of nice sunglasses he's stolen or cleaned up from students who've forgotten them. And it's a photography school. He's ended up with a bunch of pictures of different people, and that they're just objects of affection, and there's nothing else sinister about it. That's what I'm going to assume. I okay, if we're just talking about strictly the janitor, my take on the janitor is he's a bit of a weirdo, like yeah, you said. Right. Yeah. But in a in a like a perverted way where he's like collecting photos of like girls he likes around campus. But not in a Well, I mean, he doesn't do anything. Like yeah, don't get me not... wrong. I don't think he did anything, but he's just one of those guys that like is just taking photos of girls i don't even no, think he's taking the photos necessarily i think he's getting photos from somewhere else right potentially he might have befriended rachel they talked maybe they they became kind of like acquaintances around yeah. the campus and maybe he just liked her i don't know it's kind of odd and that's that's fine for him to like her uh well wait what is no this? she's they're in high school are they the, yeah oh okay never mind yeah. But <laughs> I keep thinking. Keep that in thinking, mind. We're trying to ship us with our hot teacher, Mr. Jefferson. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're in high school. <laughs> well, how old are they in, in this high school? They're like eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, probably max, maximum. Well, hopefully not seventeen. <laughs> max has turned eighteen, I believe, is the lore. Oh yeah, it was her birthday. Yeah, on, happy birthday. Yes, that's right. The game. Okay, then it's just school fantasy stuff. It's fine. So. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I, I assume the gender is just a false flag. Nothing actually sinister is going to happen with him. It's just a, a bit of a creepy person, but I assume it's going to be a pretty nice person who will eventually help us out in the future. Maybe we'll call him out for it, and then things might get revealed. Mm. I, it'll definitely be an option to point at him as one of the suspects, but I, I don't think he'll be the, the M1 at the end. All right. That plays into the whole thing about, you know, disabilities and, you know, having like the hunchback as like the villain and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like they they wouldn't. That's a, such like a 80s, 90s and older trope. kind of. Yeah, trope. The, the weird, creepy dude trope who just happens to be the good guy. It sounds like you think what with the present, whatever information has been presented to us, something nefarious has happened. Is that fair to um, say? You think something nefarious has happened to Rachel Amber? Yes. I believe she fell in her own crowd, namely Nathan Prescott, because I feel like 
He's got a oh. whole bunch of shit in his closet that we're about to reveal. Oh, okay. You think she fell into Nathan Prescott and the Vortex Club? Something yeah. bad happened. Lots of skeletons in those closets. Hmm. Okay. Melly, what do you think? I said from episode one, I think Homegirl's in a ditch somewhere. I don't know who did it. I'm not going to say it's the janitor, though. Too obvious if it's him. I'm going to say it's mm. not him. I don't think she's alive. I hope she is, but I don't think she is. You think she's in a ditch, Harry? Somewhere. You, mm-hmm. you think she's in a closet full of skeletons? <laughs> well, no, okay. I, I think she might be dead, but I just think Nathan has something to do with something it. Something to do with it. Mm. He's associated with it. We don't know if he's a perpetrator or not, but he definitely is associated in, in your mind. Angela and I have played this game before, so we can't comment too much on this. Okay. Not yes if it's Nathan's dad. Not no <laughs> if it's actually our sinister, really hot photography teacher. I thought a bit hard about this to try to be objective from mm-hmm. what we've seen and what we've known. And it's been a very long time since I played the game too. So I think, you know, it kind of cleared some some air for me to try to be more objective. I think there's like only really two ways this kind of goes. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, not suspect. There's things that oh. could have happened to her. One oh. is she could have ran away. Yeah. She's on a yacht with, not Preston Garvey, uh, Nathan Prescott's dad. And they know and each other. The actual so they, know each other. They, they know each other from the Vortex party. And Kenny. Why is his dad at the party? Yeah, what's his dad at the party? Well, they meet afterwards because Kenny sells drugs to his to to Nathan. Who's Kenny? <laughs> Kyle? What's his name? Yeah, Frank? Ken- Kenny's from the Walking Dead. He's Frank. <laughs> Frank? Frank. In the junkyard. The- Frank. Frank, <laughs> who, who has Rachel's band. Yeah. Um, and he's like a fixer for like the family. So you think Kenny from The Walking Dead looks like Frank Cool? <laughs> he does a little bit, doesn't he? That's true. I mean, she, she could have, on her own volition, run away. Something nefarious could have happened to her. Or something else. She might have discovered something in this town because we've discovered something in this town as Max. We can now travel back in time. We got, you know, we got time powers. Maybe Rachel got time powers but went too far and now she's not born anymore or something. Oh, so she's like... she's a circle. Uh Oh, Oh, I thought you were going to say like (laughs) Ant-Man and a Wasp where she went to quantum level. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe! Those things are still possible. So so maybe three three ways this can go... Uh, but yeah, I, I think some. Maybe she went primal. Oh, <laughs> like in Zootopia. Oh, true. <laughs> I thought you meant like Jurassic Park, like they went to like the land of the dinosaurs, land before time. Like, oh no, oh, I meant Savage Primal, not point. Primal Primal. Could you? Not, not the literal Primal. <laughs> not Primordial. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would say I think there's some circumstantial stuff that we can can use to say maybe it's one way or another. I, I want to throw a few things out. Some circumstantial stuff that points that she didn't run away was she was a student at Black Hole Academy in this renowned photography program. So why would you run away after getting into this renowned program? Unless, and with some more context, maybe like she didn't really want to be part of this program. Uh, maybe she got too popular in with the Vortex Club or something like that. And she wanted out some way because now we know she's been in contact or it's kind of inferred with Frank who loans money, which is what Chloe wanted to do to 
get his money loan to get out of town. So maybe Rachel, they, we know that they talked about this plan before. Maybe Rachel was like, that's a great plan. <laughs> and just took her Let plan. Let me just do it without you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because maybe, maybe Chloe's kind of a bitch. I don't know. She's kind of blames us for everything. She's kind of pain Maybe Rachel's like, I've had it with you. Man, you and your blue hair. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. That's a, that's, a, that's a whole lot of different ways to think about it. You're right. I, well, or, or something nefarious has happened. She's in a ditch. I think something nefarious has happened. The very last scene of this episode is the principal talking to the, our photography teacher in his car about mm. something shady, but they are very specific, and then he drives off into the sunset. So I think if they're not going to introduce any more characters, then I think it's between something actually wrong with Nathan Prescott, and he's actually overdosed someone, and she's in a ditch, or there's something sinister with our photography teacher. I think the photography teacher, the principal, was upset because Kate, we the the last time we saw her, she was talking to him. She was crying, and then she ran away. Was it not? Yeah, like he like he was responsible because she should have been in class. And then she was outside crying. We saw her out the window, maybe talking to the janitor. Don't remember. And then, I think that's why the principal was talking to the photography teacher at the end because of Kate, not in the car of, though. Like, yeah, it's like after, right at the end. like right up, right at the end, because at the end is when we told everybody what happened. I think it's about True. Kate. I think they were talking about Kate, not about Rachel. Personally, I'm not sure. Okay, could have been a conversation about Rachel. Could have been a conversation about his paycheck. We won't really know because they didn't really clarify with subtitles. But I'm going to move on to our next question. I know this is something Angela really wanted to ask. <laughs> uh, friendship jealousy. Has anyone experienced this? You, know, you have a friend and then uh, that friend gets close with someone else. And you're like, yo, what? Or maybe you have a best friend and they leave you and then come back five years later. And you're like, kind of, what the hell? A, a lot of things. All right. So they don't, they you gotta look around the cameras right now. Yeah, she, you have the most zen face again because everyone's like raising one eyebrow. I'm not gonna That's throw it to fair. you. I'm not gonna throw it to you. I'm it's gonna like, go first. It's like you got the chance. <laughs> not it. <laughs> yeah, everyone kind of did that when they all raised their eyebrow, but you have like this most stoic face. <laughs> That's my thinking uh, face. Hey, that's good, man. You got a great poker <laughs> thinking face. If, if we're in a work meeting and I asked you, yeah, if I was your boss that asked you a question you don't know and you gave me that face, I'd be like, oh, yeah, he's just taking his time and answer. <laughs> I play a lot of like work games and mahjong and poker and stuff like that. So I just naturally have a poker thinking face. Yeah, that's good. It's <laughs> a good skill to have. I'm going to start off. Uh, I, I think I sometimes experience this, but I think it quickly goes away. I, I think it's a little bit like of, uh, hey, I thought what we had was special. <laughs> but oh. then I, I think the rational part of my brain goes, yeah, but people are allowed to have more than one friend. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it comes from like, for me, it comes from like a very, uh, what, what would you call that? E egotistical part of, of my brain where I'm like, I want to be very important to you to a point where I want to be more important than other people to you. Hmm. I think that's where it comes from, from me. But then like rational me goes, yeah, but like, you're not. 
<laughs> like people are allowed to have multiple. Because wow. <laughs> I reflect that I'm like, well, yeah, there's like a lot of people who are important to my life, but like, you know, they're important because of the people they are, and not because you know they have superpowers well, or something. I, I guess to add on to what you said, it just because they have other friends that are like close or whatever, it doesn't make you less important. Or could because right? there's only so much emotional bandwidth that like people can have. I think like um. No, there's an actual like threshold where after a certain threshold, like a normal person can't actually become closer with more people. Like they literally have to start filtering out. And I yeah, think, I think that's it's like why... twenty. It's like twenty. Yeah, people. something like that. Yeah. You can't have more than like twenty super close, close friends. friends at one time, just because of like the time yeah. it takes that you need to be invested in Seven. each and every one of them. Yeah, maybe I, it's twenty. I still have room, guys. I still have room. You. <laughs> <laughs> No, y'all haven't prioritized, okay? <laughs> Any takers? Any takers? <laughs> Any takers? We're... It's silent. It's silent. Just waiting. Everyone's making face again. No, no. Well, we we all just we were already in that group already, so we didn't. Speak I up. thought we were. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You guys are. You guys are. My bad. My bad. I, I'm uh, talking no. about the listeners. I'm talking about the listeners. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. okay. I I'm say. so amazed by people that can do like Discord channels and stuff. I'm like, dude, I, it's, that's so much emotional bandwidth. But I, I think Malcolm Gladwell wrote something about it. That's why, like, across cultures and and different organizations, there's like the everything's kind of structured. It's like 60, and then like a battalion 600, and like every kind of army structure caps at that. And anytime they go above it, it it kind of falls apart. Like, there's like an actual like social cap threshold. Yeah, there's only so much you can interact with people. And to get to know them and yeah so in a way if your friends start making more friends it could mean they're deprioritizing you <laughs> i mean <laughs> i guess i don't know this was all burned out of me when i was very little i was like grade three and then for some reason all my friends decided one day to leave and go hang out with the cool kids and apparently i was no longer a cool kid oh oh my god that pissed me off so much but i grew strong from then sort of i guess that's that's pretty primal, man. <laughs> I I never became attached to that kind of or jealous of that kind of thing anymore. I thought myself better than that, and it goes back to my box thing, where everyone can go in a box, uh, in a relationship, and then you can put the box on the shelf, and then you can come back five years. Later, just take the box out. It's the same relationship inside. It's like deep storage preserved, and so it's, it's not a it's not an issue. Do you think so? Well, I find it's not an issue. In those five years. A lot can happen. People can change a lot in five years. Like they might not I be hope, the same. I person. hope we change. <laughs> they, yeah, they're they're they might not be the same person you interacted with five years ago. As friendship grows, as people grow with it, right? They have different experiences, and that shapes them to become who they are. In those five years, you kind of had this blanketed space where you can grow, and you guys, when you guys come back together after those five years you two are completely different people and you might not even like each other because you guys are very different and might not have anything in common i think that's also a thing i guess it depends on what you define as like a really good friend when i think about that i think you end up knowing them enough that no matter how much they change you already knew i guess the core of them and it, it's kind of predictable about how they would change and so it's very easy to catch up to wherever they are now that it's, you know, five years later, whatever happened. 
and it doesn't take that long to to fall back into uh, the different kinds of rhythms and grooves that you have, even if they're new ones or not the same as you would. Like you're not you're not binge drinking anymore with them, right? But you know who they are, and if you know the events that been those five years, you know how they would end up, kind of thing. So binge drink with you, don't worry, Harry. I got you. <laughs> why, why do you why do you say I binge drink? Are you saying I have a problem? I know. I'm just saying I would. I don't say we do. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when we're in a quarantine, I mean, we can't really binge drink together. I guess we could virtually, but that that sounds like a horrible thing. Yeah, yeah. Angela, you put this question in. I want to throw it to you. I want to hear what the answers first, because then I'll just feel like I'm the only freak. <laughs> Felt it, you know. And you know what? Actually, we here in our group we have a psych expert. He has a degree in psych. I want to hear his thoughts. I don't know if he's thinking or not. So I'm just going to I'm going to be honest. I think I, I would be really surprised if we haven't felt jealousy over a friend having new friends or may not even be new friends. Could be a significant other, could be a pet, could be many things, right? Yeah, I, I feel like this is a very, very common experience that. I would like to believe most people would have experienced, you know? Well, okay, here's a personal story. So I had a friend, right? Yeah, uh, like we're pretty close friends. Um, you know, we used to play board games, hang out from time to time, you know? Yeah, and then turns out like, yeah, he has a lot of other friends too. And recently he started his podcast and he asked me <laughs> to be on it. I thought it was just me. But then he invited like like four four other people, and he kept adding more people into the podcast. So I'm just trying to find ways to like like eliminate them one by one. So then it will just be you know I'll be the last one standing, and then we can live happily after after too. Yeah, I, I think I said something similar in another podcast, but I think you erased it for another podcast. <laughs> Turns out this is a battle royale. <laughs> You know what? Okay. You know what? I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you can edit the podcast. I I can uh, get out. You know, Andy, good luck. Uh, Same. Good luck I don't want to die. I don't want to die. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, this is primal. They're like self, self-selecting self out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel man. like if you're really close to somebody, like like super tight, right? One thing that not really breaks a lot of friendship, but definitely puts a wrench in it, is when that person finds a significant other. Yeah. Suddenly, you can mm. no longer spend as much time with that person. You'd be like, hey, can we go drinking? You know, I can't, the wife won't let me, right? Or, hey, let's play some game. Oh, I, I gotta, you know, I, I gotta cut the grass or my wife's gonna kill me. You know, so, something like that. Like, you know, I, I think that's very, very common. I was there for that grass cutting one. Man, that guy's. <laughs> I don't know how big his lawn is, but it sounds really big. <laughs> I don't want to say too much like personal experience because I, I have like recommended this podcast to a uh -oh. few of my friends. Uh oh. Yeah, so I don't know. You know, uh -oh. I don't want to say too much. Yeah. No, but that's a very common thing, right? When like friends get SOs, right? And they lose their life kind of to them. Was it jealousy or is it just like disappointment? Like you're not. It could be both. It's like they're not. Je they're not jealous of your wife. Are they? They. They're disappointed that they don't get to spend time with you. That's not that's a little different, right? But but they can't spend time with you because of the wife, you know, <laughs> or husband or whatever. Oh, what's the root cause? They are. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, it could be uh, it could be definitely a mix, and I also feel like it's a bit of sadness because it's no longer the way it was, and it just seems like the friendship is fizzing out. I definitely that I've I've seen that like yeah. the longing and stuff like this. Besides TV, I've never seen or heard like a jealous of someone else's like relationship, either between friends or between spouses or whatever. I don't I don't know if if everyone else has like a, like a real jealous experience. So all the ones I would I would put as like everyone's raising their hands is it's more of like logging or disappointment or like I wish it was like it was before, but Yeah. I, I, I definitely see that, um, even for myself and it, it's definitely noticeable, especially when you guys said it's like when they get significant others, right? That's like one of the biggest factor be because you were hanging out with this person a lot and then they kind of just disappear out of your life and then you're just like, Well, Oh, there goes there goes uh, my friend. Yeah, this important person that was part of my support network. I could lean mm -hmm. on. I'm still here. I'm gonna find a new twenty. <laughs> a new twenty? What's that mean? A, a new twenty <laughs> close friends. friends. Uh -oh. Wow. You lose a whole new twenty. Yeah, you lose one friend. You like you gotta you gotta be like no, I'm dumping I reformat all of my you. whole network. <laughs> Yo, yeah, if this was the purge, yo, Andrew's gonna be killing everyone that night. Oh, Jesus. It's a great time to reset. Let me just uh, get rid of all the find, evidence. Find 20 new friends. It's legal to kill people. <laughs> Roger's Whoa, is saying he... <laughs> Roger's is saying that he can store his friendships into long-term memory. Apparently the rest <laughs> of us kind of function on RAM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <a> random access. <laughs> <laughs> it's all shorter. All right, uh, Melly, what are your thoughts before I kick it to Angel? Oh, that's an interesting one. First of all, when you're like, oh, we have a psych major. I was like, how'd you know? <laughs> I actually did. Oh, you are too? Oh, sick. I did. Like Ro Rogers. Yeah, Rogers is a psych too. <laughs> Everyone here was majors. I have a psych minor. So. <laughs> oh, this is interesting because we're talking about core personalities and, you know, I, I wanted to get it all into that. But yeah, I'll let y'all get into it. I have a big candy. <laughs> not, not psych major or minor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, still, still in the arts, though. <laughs> yeah. ah, I do Jeez. excel. <laughs> I think I think that feeling of jealousy with friendships, I think for me personally, would have happened definitely when I was younger. I think at that time when you're young, it's like you want to be friends with every single person. You know, you have a birthday party, you have to invite your whole class. You want to fit in because that's when, like, the cliques are, you know. And even when I was in elementary school, all the popular kids weren't Asian. And then they liked to play soccer. And I was always the last one picked because I was small and Asian and had no hand-eye coordination. It was rough. But I did get invited <laughs> think... to some birthday parties because they just invited everybody. I, I <laughs> you didn't get picked first as soccer is because of the last reason, not because of anything else. <laughs> just, just, just FYI. No, I, I, I don't think so, fam. I've heard some derogatory. Terms. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Not towards me, but somebody else who was Asian, and you know that was kind of rough. But you know what? Are Asian they... people not known for soccer? I mean, how many what? World Cups did they win? <laughs> I don't know, fam. No, there was know. one year uh, that in North America. China team got really far. We don't have big soccer teams in North America, so it's not. No, like it's... they're very local. I mean, we still do well in our Toronto FC. 
Oh no! The, the, didn't the, the Canadian female team make yeah, it to like our, our women's soccer? Or... Our women's yeah. soccer won. I, I don't no, know. Won a medal, right? Yeah. They, we have no, Asians on both? that team? Do we have any Asians on that team? I think they'll come remember, from <laughs> the countryside. No, They're very tall. I only remember <laughs> the captain. Uh, was it Captain Sinclair? Because she came out uh, having depression. Well, that took a turn. Oh, I, that's that's what I remember from our okay. soccer team. <laughs> but, okay. but yeah, we we have an awesome soccer team. Angela? Wait, no, I don't think she finished. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow, you're yeah, so sorry. rude. I, I, I'm sorry. That was pretty rude. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's pretty bad of me. Well, what I wanted to say was, like, recently, actually yesterday, I reached out to a friend of mine from the seventh grade, literally 15 years ago. I haven't talked wow. to this person wow. 15 years ago. Oh. And we went to the same high school, but we didn't talk to each other. I messaged oh. this person randomly on Instagram because they posted something and I kind of wanted to roast them about it. And then <laughs> I was second guessing myself because <laughs> I realized if I did that, that would be the first time I'm like talking to them in 15 years. But I said, you know, fuck it. I'm going to just do it. Because we're like, we were friends. We were really close in the seventh grade, eighth grade. And then, you know, just different friends, whatever. And we talked like we haven't, like 15 years hasn't even like happened and we were we're joking and we we're laughing and it was like such a good time right no hard feelings or anything we were just like laughing and kind of making fun of people Aww. and stuff like that but it was like it was like such a good time so i i kind of agree that you can have a friendship and kind of put it on the shelf and you know when one of you reaches out right it it takes two though right because this person could have totally ghosted me because i've done it before where you know, I'm following them on Instagram and I'll message them randomly. And again, I haven't talked to them in 10, 15 years. And then some of them ghost me. You know what? That's okay. Because it takes two people to make it work. Right. And I think it depends on how you leave it, like your last impression with them. Right. If you're Max and you literally just dip and then five years later, you expect that they, like it to be the same, then you can't. But it's important yeah. that the last way that you left it is like at least neutral. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how I think. It depends on how you leave it last. Determines the next. So it shouldn't really matter how much time has passed unless you did something really bad in between or something like that. To Seattle. Yeah. What? Moved that's to what Seattle. Max did. Yeah. Oh. Just dipped and, like didn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. This was a thing Angel wanted to correct me if I'm wrong, you wanted to bring up because Max has come back to Arcadia Bay and found out that her old best friend replaced her with this cooler more popular better looking rachel amber better looking than us you think so doesn't seem like she has any inkling or care that rachel yeah i don't think she cares (laughs) replaced her did she do we have any dialogue oh um no in the shed it just Mm -hmm. seems like she was a bit jealous yeah a little yeah yeah max was jealous because well in that shed uh when we were looking for bottles yeah um she saw pictures of like a photo of chloe and rachel together and then she made a statement saying oh they were really close during the time i was gone huh and or something like that definitely from that statement i felt that she was a bit jealous Mm -hmm. because she just came back she doesn't really have friends and this is her old best friend and it just seems like she felt replaced but she is. She, I mean, she did. Well, what do you she expect if you just dip and don't say anything? Like, that's that's on her, I think. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Right? You leave and one of your friends has a new best friend. That's your fault. Like, you probably made a best friend without your 
your old best friend too. Like, or you should have, you should have. Well, it, it might not have been as deep a friendship, right? Maybe she was just surprised at how, like, maybe she expects Chloe to have friends, but maybe not like so close. So close. Maybe that's what it is. Like, maybe like not what we had. What we had was special. Mm-hmm. As I'm saying, mm. yeah, we used to pretend to be pirates. <laughs> yeah. And just to add on to what Harry was saying, Harry starts like, what the fuck, Andy? No, she did um, say that in the car. Yeah, yeah I know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then you find yeah. a picture of your old best friend with her new best friend cosplaying as pirates. Yo. <laughs> yeah, and there's also um, writing on the wall in the shed. I forgot what it said, but we didn't click on it. You can click on it in the game and then you get to choose. It's something that I think Amber wrote to Chloe or Chloe wrote to Amber. Or sorry, Rachel. And basically, you get to choose whether or not you want to erase that message or oh. leave it. <laughs> you want to be toxic? Oh, do you want to be toxic yeah. or not toxic? Mm. That's pretty primal. Yeah, but we didn't see it, so we didn't. If we could have made that choice, Melly wouldn't have. I wouldn't have erased it. Melly as Max would not have erased it. All right. Yeah. You didn't want to be primal. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. Well, thanks yeah. for sharing your stories, guys, because I didn't want to feel like the only one that experiences this. So I really wanted to ask this question because I'm very possessive of my close friends. And so I I feel friendship jealousy sometimes. Um, like Melly said, it's something that I think you feel more when you're younger. And as you get older, you kind of get over it. But it still happens every now and then. And I, it's just that whenever I talk to a friend about it, they always seem surprised. So I thought it was just me that experiences it. But I'm glad it's not just me after this conversation. So I'm satisfied. Thanks, yeah. guys. If, if y'all do another narrative video game podcast without me, I'd be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What what makes you think we haven't? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'd be so jelly of whoever is in the other. <laughs> Literally everybody <laughs> except you. <laughs> Even Craig's in it. Even Craig's Even in Craig. it. <laughs> Craig's the most popular. He's invited to every podcast. He has to be invited. No choice. Oh, Craig's the friend I'd be uh, jealous over. Actually, Angela, anything else you want to add? Or, you know, we kind of touched on a lot of your thoughts. I want to know how many friends you are possessive of. What is the number? 20. 20. 20. <laughs> is it actually probably, that big? Probably not that much. Probably like five. Okay. I think yeah. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Is that normal? I don't know. But are you all, are the five or six of you close to each other? Or are you... Is it a squad? Mm-hmm. Are you a squad? No. Of, you're not a Yeah, squad. no. We are not a squad. Oh. Most, about- I think some of them are in the same group of friends, but most of them are separate. And because I feel this friendship jealousy thing, oh, I'm going to be judged. But, <laughs> but basically... <laughs> Because I have different groups of friends and I'm possessive of certain people, I used to not want to mix my friends because I'm like, then they'll become friends with each other and then they'll get really close and I'll be like, oh. Angela, that's Bye. toxic. That's, <laughs> that's toxic. So funny. Kind, of, kind of toxic. I, I also didn't want to mix my friends together, but I don't know why. Just so that it's easier to like manage them. That's true, yeah. Oh, and yeah then dude, I, he's coming from like a management staff. I don't like, want to have like friendship. drama. So if I just have separate groups of friends, then if there's drama in one group, I can be like, okay, I'll wait two weeks until this cools off. I'll just hang out with everyone else until then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm like the opposite. Oh. I mix my friends all the time. 
especially when I want to like host like um play Among Us. Yeah, Among Us or <laughs> or even like other video games where if some of my friends are busy, I can grab like one person here, two person here, and then we now have a team. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. or board games. A lot of these board games, you know. It's I did meet a lot of uh, Chiron's friends through Mahjong. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that game's so hard. Oh, I want an invite. You want to invite for Majo? Teach me how to play. Are you feeling the friendship jealousy? Screamshot the face of jealousy. I would say, okay, okay, we'll teach you. We'll teach you. We'll teach you. We're going to invite you to Chiron's place. I will invite you to Chiron's place. You're inviting Melly on behalf of Chi. I don't want this While backhanded. I don't want this backhanded invitation. No, no, no. We're all going. We're all going. Don't worry. Chiron, you're you're inviting all of us, right? I don't Thanks, even know how to play. Don't worry. Oh, 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 oh wow. No. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How do you how do you you, you do hurt you, Melly so much you left the chat? <laughs> wait, how do you how do you bring her back? Oh, there she is. Oh. What happened? Did someone drag her out? No. Oh, did somebody do that? I, I, I don't think so. Wow, Harry, no. why would you do that, Harry? <laughs> oh, Harry, <laughs> come on. No, oh, no it, it was, it was. Oh no, I swear, it was, it was Chiron. Chiron did not want you to come over to his place <laughs> so much. Out of the chat, he, he kicked you out of this chat. Oh man, you're making Belly relive elementary school soccer all over again. Don't do that. Oh no. <laughs> Coordination and have bad hand-eye coordination. I didn't know those were like. It's okay. To do to play mahjong. Yeah, <laughs> no, you picked the Asian last for playing mahjong. <laughs> you oh, actually man. though, when you stack the tiles up, that takes skill. So <laughs> small hands. <laughs> so mahjong I know is that matching we'll teach you, we'll like teach a soft you. one. <laughs> no, that's that's a different thing. You know, no, no, when no, it has no. like a turtle like shape, and you gotta slowly work your way down the stack. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. matching thing. That's yeah. the shot <laughs> version, I think. That's like Mahjong Solitaire, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Melissa, we'll teach you how to play Mahjong. Yeah, honestly, you don't even have to do it in person. You can do it online. He like, really doesn't want you to come over to play. <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh. <man. laughs> You like broke belly. This is on you, man. Melly doesn't come back. Melly come back. I didn't even say anything. I'm so confused. Why can't you just say, "Hey, Melissa, you're invited to play mahjong with us"? Because you did that on my behalf. If I invited everyone to share, I didn't even say anything. Now I have no choice but to say yes. No, 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 no. You're supposed to say yes before I even invite everyone. Okay, Melissa, come on, come back, come back, come back. I'll reopen. <laughs> I, I will report I will report Chiron for HR. For oh, HR. HR. Oh, Andy, HR. I like to I like to file a report. Wait, you want to be HR? Can I be HR? Okay. Yeah. I like I like to file a report. <laughs> Chiron <laughs> is being a bad coworker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I understand. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna set up a meeting with us separately and I'm gonna interview both of you. The, the great parties, uh, and then we'll come to see if we can come to a, a positive resolution to this. No. Oh, wow. I That's actually a very good procedure. That's actually, actually a very good procedure. <laughs> no so intermediaries. Confused. I demand he pays for damages. 
I think you're looking for a lawyer. <laughs> I think you're looking for HR. I, I don't see why it's damaged demons. Not you. Uh, oh, I, my I, client. I, I, <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's just here. He's like, what have I done? Look, no, yeah. it's not the victim. I'm the victim. I should be the one leaving the screw. I don't know what's going on. See, see, there's no need to raise your voice. You're you're distressing the rest of the co-workers. <laughs> I'm gonna skip the question. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. I'm gonna skip you're the all question. Welcome to come on, over um... anytime. Just let me know in advance. Hey. In fact, I invited you so many times here, you're like, let's just your place is so far. Oh, you guys live so close him. together. Oh no, no, he's actually far now. Yeah, the, I, the I think actually only Melly is close to. Nope, not not even. I don't think so. Well, no, I, I think I, we're all. Okay, at... listen. And I thought Andy was moving to Young and Finch. <laughs> yeah, no, man. I'm like what? downtown. Yeah, Young and Front. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, we both start with podcast. <laughs> Same number of letters. He was like telling me, and I'm like, "Oh, we're gonna ha- let's hang out because you're so close." And he's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "There's so much Korean yeah. food." He's like, "Yeah." Like, yeah, there's like those two shops. There's Mama Lee's Kitchen. It's like this other Korean place. I'm like, "All right, I guess." That that's is a standard. young and Finch. <laughs> I th- I thought I just had low standards for Korean. <laughs> but, all right, cool. The, the Korean fried chicken is okay, but. You know what? Some stuff before I want to touch on before we get to the ratings for this episode. I wanted to bring up some motifs that I, I, I picked up on, though any that you noticed. One was guns for sure. Right? Guns have come up now two times. For one, it's in the first episode, another again now the second episode. You know, they they've been brought up in, in terms of protection. They've been uh brought up for uh more nefarious purposes. Anytime a gun kind of comes up in one of these episodes, it's always like a, some kind of violence escalation, danger signal, and something like that. So I thought it was kind of cool to bring up. Uh, another thing is <laughs> the weather. <laughs> yeah, as much as I hate it, it's, it's barely a core part of this game and narrative. Just so wanted to bring that up. Like, you know, I, I want to juxtapose that with, you know, how usually people are like, oh, we can predict the weather. You know, there's a weather channel, there's weather specialists, right? But no one's predicting this tornado coming at the end of the week. Seems kind of like another juxtaposition, kind of like with the Vortex we talked about last episode. And then finally, the color blue has come up quite a bit. So the blue butterfly is what originally gave us the power when we took a picture of it. The blue bird that Melly shut out of um, the, the house of David Maxwell or Madsen. Chloe's blue hair is, is blue. <laughs> oh, and then Kate's cardigan during the roof scene. I think she has a very dark blue cardigan on. Do we have any other... Like, is there any other signaling of the blue stuff other than it's come stuff? Like, have we have we discovered anything related to it? Like, sure, we got the blue butterfly that we saw initially, and then Chloe has blue hair where we first learned to high mind our powers. But the blue bird, did we miss something that we could have done with that? And we could have just saved it. We could have opened a window and a we bird. We could have opened the window. Could open the window. Could have flown in. But then yeah. uh, Mr. David Madsen would have seen us open his window. All up in his room. That's what I. That's why I didn't do it. Yeah. But it does kind of seem like that anything or anyone with the color blue seems to be either like a victim of circumstances or some kind of innocent bystander. You know, butter- butterflies. You know, butterfly. I think Chloe's the, innocent. Or just flew dude? into the window. Well, she was maybe a she's a victim of circumstances. I yeah. do know she lost her father. 
Yeah, mm. that, that, that was a big thing that we found out at the diner. Yeah, father died. Mom moved a- on. Daughter after couldn't. Max moved away, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know. Well, we know, like, you know, Chloe's having a hard time dealing with that, but we don't know if that's like one of the big reasons that she kind of turned out the way she did. Or maybe this Amber, uh, Rachel Amber girl was the bad influence on her. Mm. Don't know. But maybe she's some kind of, you know, the, the way things turned out, maybe she's also a victim of circumstance. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, cool things to ponder about, to pick up as we go into episode three. But before we do that, let's get our ratings on episode two. Harry, I'm going to throw it to you. For episode two, I would say it wasn't bad, but it wasn't as good as episode one. So I'm going to give it three out of five bullets on this. Five bullets. Yep. Pretty solid. Two two yep. ricochet came back at you. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> you getting shot. <laughs> uh, Andrew, what do you think? I'm going to give this one. Seven out of ten broken beer bottles. Oh, seven out of ten broken beer bottles. Yeah. And I also want to say that Melly was saying how the junkyard scene took a little long because she was having difficulties like finding stuff. But it took me long, too, when I played it. I remember the fetch quest part. Finding the bottles took me a long time. And I got pissed because I was like, this is real boring. Trust (laughs) your heart. Thank you, Angela. (laughs) Yeah, I think the gameplay was just bad for her. I don't know. I will fault you for your navigation to school, but the junkyard. <laughs> not- I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take, <laughs> it. I'll take it. Yeah, junk, junkyard was not you. Yeah, that j- junkyard was hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, game design. We all know that we all have navigational skills. Just is FYI, uh, Andy was troubled <laughs> with oxen free in the maps. I got lost <laughs> in the forest. I pull out a map of fifty thousand times. And Rogers gets mad at you. Um, Rogers, you were you were kind of lost too in, in observation. observation. I, I'm just saying. No, I think he did a pretty good job. No, I know. Yeah, observation was in space, and yes, that I did was get lost. Tough. That was <laughs> observation was a UX problem because what happened was you were going the right way, but the prompt didn't come up. Yeah, we oh, couldn't open the too, door. It was too slow to come up, or or. Or slightly yeah. too far away. That was not your fault. I, I'm not going to put that on you. Actually, fault. I think you did really good in navigating that. Yeah, I, I think but you how, did. Yeah, okay, but how fine. did you we, navigate we this suck. episode? I suck. I suck. <laughs> I suck. I suck. Well, clearly we all kind of suck at map reading. But what's, what's your reading of this episode, Rogers? <laughs> um, I have to say, it's like one side, a side dish of bacon with only one slice on it. That's, that's my rating. It's not great. I like bacon, but there's just not enough of it. Oh. And oh. I would not order that side dish again because it sucks. I'd rather have the coffee I had at the start, which was very good. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going with the analogy, but uh, <laughs> it started off so strong. It started off so strong. <laughs> just like the coffee it started off so strong. That's like episode one. That's where he was going with this. Ah, that's what it was. There you go. <laughs> and then it got cold. Uh, I'm going to go, and I, I'm really excited for Cheese because she, you gave, I, was it 4.5 for episode one? No, he gave it a solid 5 out of 5. Five Ooh, okay. stars. It was beautiful. Oh, man. But, and before I go, Melly, did you go? I didn't. I'm going to give it three out of five cockroaches behind the jukebox. Ooh. 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 Pretty average. All right. All right. Andy. 
Uh, you know what? I, I'm struggling to find my metric, but I'm going to give this... Hmm. Oh, this is, this is rough. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to give this 3.3 awkward conversations out of five. It's that that junkyard scene really killed me. <laughs> but, oh, man, there were a lot of awkward conversations. There, there was a lot of tough conversations in this episode. But you know what? I think it's only going to get tougher. Oh, awkward ones? Uh, I, well, I mean, tough and awkward for me are kind of go hand in Anonymous. hand. Anonymous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that know, lottery guy is so awkward. Oh, wait, that, that was yeah. the tough one. That was awkward. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was weird. But yeah, I'm going to give this a 3.3. You know, if that Junkyard fetch quest scene wasn't there, I would have gave this like a solid 3.8. That's all right. 0.5 away. What a jump. All right, Chi, moment of truth. It is a jump. It's a big jump. Chi. Yeah, I agree with what... I agree with Roger's thoughts. Uh, not as much of the analogy, though. Uh, <laughs> I would have phrased it a bit differently. But essentially, it's what he says. Like, you have a hot serving of chapter one, and chapter two is just like a cold dish, right? So earlier I said that I was ready to give this chapter a zero. There's just so many things that can just, <laughs> just straight up be removed from this chapter and wouldn't have made a difference. In fact, having it in made it worse for me. But I also said the last 30 minutes, the last 30 minutes was actually good. I really liked it. It brought me back. So I raised my rating to a two stars. Now, before I continue, I have to say, after hearing everyone's thoughts, I feel like the game has successfully tricked all my colleagues, maybe except for Rogers, into thinking this chapter is much better than it is. So I'm actually going to lower it even more to a 1.5 <laughs> rating. It's a disappointing rating. Because it's unacceptable. It's conning, it's conning the rest of the people on the pod. <laughs> all right, well, episode two, struggling from like any good movie sequel. <laughs> Can't live up to the first for Chi. You know what? That's been our show. This has been Watch, Play, Cry. We just reviewed episode two of Life is Strange, the first game. This episode has been brought to you by myself, Andy Wong. Rogers. Melly. Harry. T. And Angela. Thank you. And join us next week when we review Life is Strange, episode three. Music by Eric Opinado, editing by Harry Chung and Gabriel Hauser.